Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast um, presented by DJ City. Shout out to BigDJCity.com. Um, I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles. What's good? What's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yep. And by way of Phoenix, Arizona, we got one of the dopest DJs in the game. I would say he has probably like one of the best routines Ever. on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some one of the illest scratches, one of the best concept routine guys I've seen. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Well, we got Chris Via in the house, man. Big shout to Chris Via. What up, y'all? Hey. It's good, man. Thanks for coming out, bro. Thanks for having me. I know you actually drove out here, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like really honored. You, you drove yeah, all the way out here for us? Yeah. yeah. Damn, it's man. a good opportunity. So, to, so we, uh, I don't know if we're worth all that. Right? <laughs> I don't, yeah, right? I don't know about that, man. <laughs> How was that drive? Pretty crazy? Or? It was cool. It was better than expected. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's a lot of weather issues going on right now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's crazy. Is it Snow is it, and wet roads and Is stuff, it brick so. as fucking uh, yeah. easy, too? Yeah. yeah. Windy. I feel like it's crazy. pretty similar to here, like just desert. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. just open areas. Yeah, man. Was there a lot of fog? Nah, we don't oh, really get okay, fog. Because yeah. we went through some fog when we were driving back. I mean, that's from Cali, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. From Cali to Vegas, as always. That shit was crazy. But um, you're born and raised in, in pretty much Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, born and raised Phoenix, Arizona. Shit. Tempe, Arizona. And then I'm, we're, we were talking, we're going back to basically, I know you from Instagram videos and stuff like that. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you was from Texas. I nah. don't know why. Nah, Phoenix. Phoenix. And wow. then, um, what do you call it? Uh, you DJ for the Diamondbacks and the Suns? I used to DJ. I was the first ever DJ that the Phoenix Suns had. Yeah. So they did, you know, like a, a search, probably like a regional search. Like they had people from even out here that, that went out there to try out. Mm-hmm. And I basically beat them all. Just nice. Yeah. yeah. And I got I got the, the job. So I um kinda like laid out, helped them create like the blueprint for having a game DJ. Yeah. And then what happened? Because you was telling me before that you had some problems with that. Oh yeah, yeah. So like like I said, like I helped kind of create the, the blueprint and then uh after one season they didn't bring me back. I was wondering why, because you know, like I thought I did a great job. But they basically <laughs> replaced me they replaced me with one of the hip hop dancers who Get wasn't who wasn't even a DJ, but they just basically wanted somebody to cheerlead behind the equipment that I told them to buy. So they didn't even like they didn't even have this stuff plugged in. They just basically had a dude gave them a generic name and like that was it. Oh, you know, man. nice. Yeah. That's yeah, so it's nice, like a, it was like an acting That's gig for that guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's all good. I, I'm. What do you call uh, it? SW. What was his name? Oh, SW One. SW One. In Living Color. In Living Color. He's the Millie Vanilli of the <laughs> DJ world. Well, that was for the Phoenix Suns, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been with the Diamondbacks probably. I think this is going on my fourth season. Dope. How many games is that? How many games? Is oh, that? man, like what is a lot of games. What does that entail, games? though? That it, uh, it's like a full work day, so it's. Not, I can imagine. Yeah, like I basically show up. So the game usually doesn't start till like six forty. I have to be there at three. What? Yeah, and then I'm playing from like three thirty up until, you know, like about six o'clock, uh-huh. and then mm-hmm. so I'm doing like the batting practice and all the prep <sighs> stuff. Oh. Okay. And then they switch over, and then they have the sound guy. He just runs sound and they do a bunch of announcements and mm-hmm. you know concessions are open or so whatever. then you just bounce at six yeah no so i go and i like take a little break and then once first pitch goes the game starts then i have designated uh times to play so they're like you're doing this break and that break in between any yeah, yeah. Like and, that. and it's basically like 30 seconds to two minutes to make something happen so 
you know, like DJing for the Suns, like really. So doing, because I have a radio background. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of used to the pressure, you know, and like, so when I did the Suns, it was the same thing. It was like, you, you only got a little window of time to make something happen. Mm-hmm. So that's like where I really started to like, come into like making routines, like really short, you know, to the point routines. Um, so that's like what I do during the games now. Yeah. So you do the routine, all of these routines that you pretty much do on Instagram. You kind of do them live as well. Yeah, yeah. But they're the, but they initially started from you trying to do something special in this. Yeah, in this, like, I mean, one the way, minute the, of time. Yeah, right? like the way I see it is like I only have so much time to make it happen. Am, am I going to stand out? Yeah. Or am I just going to be like more background music for the rest of the game? Interesting. Like if I'm going to DJ, if I have a two minutes, I want somebody to hear like something creative or like a scratch and catch on and be like dang is there a dj here yeah so yeah. that's like so it's like an eight hour gig yeah kind of so you did it to like 10 at night yeah whenever the game ends yeah, baseball sometimes games there's like three hours three, three, yeah there was hours? i think there was like one or two like 11 inning ga- Jeez. games Jeez. and i did i did one of those and yeah dude I'm i mean so do you enjoy ju- baseball though no no. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do that shit for free if it was a Dodgers. Would you? Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. It, you got the best seat in the house. You're DJing for the Dodgers. Is it the best seat in the house? Yeah, you're like, well, well I don't know what you're sitting at. I mean, where you're sitting. I think you're like, you're like up in the, the up. We're the up stands, like the right? second level. Like, like in the press suite. box. The suite, yeah. It's the called the box. press box. Yeah. I'm in there with the sound guy and Over all the, the people. All the people that are keeping, you know, like score or whatever. But do you have like un- you get stats? You have like unlimited wings and shit. You can nah, eat whatever you want. No, no, no. no, no. Get out of here. You don't nah. get food. Nah, like it, it, like halfway through they'll like come say like, oh, you guys need anything, and that's about it. But wow, you're man. just stuck yeah. there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, because it's like anything could happen. Like somebody could get you know hit with the ball, and then you they're like, oh, you know, we got to do something. So yeah, Chris, so, you're yeah. wrong. So you get you got to stay on your toes the whole time. Usually, when someone gets hit with the ball, they're charging the mound. So you're not unless you're playing like the Rocky theme or some yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because you're like really like uh, you're like born and raised in Phoenix. Yeah. You're like doing Phoenix Suns. You did the Phoenix Suns, and you're like Diamondbacks. You're like yeah. You're really and you're really a part of the city, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was on the radio for. You know, the first time I ever DJed on the radio, that's I was thirteen. Oh, I, wow. So I want I want to go back to like you know how you came up and everything like that okay uh there's so much to talk about right yeah yeah so um basically uh i want to talk about phoenix and it seems to be a big part of like you've got a a family there yeah i mean you're you're like pretty much that's your roots in phoenix and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i want to i want to talk about the city i want to talk about how you come up up there but i gotta know what's going on with the Red Bull three style, you know uh, what I'm saying? I think, first. yeah, I got to get that out the way, man. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of questions. I okay. got a lot of questions. Uh, I have a lot of comments because <laughs> I, I watched I'll the you, whole shit. I'll let you comment. <laughs> I know, I know, it was tough. We we spoke about it a little earlier, and it was tough because you were like kind of you were battling like a lot of your close homies and shit. Yeah, right? for sure. I mean, the closest to me is uh, Jay. Espinosa uh-huh. and Javen, who is from my town too. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like your protege, right? I wouldn't say she's my protege. You know, like um, I just heard one of her mixes. I can't remember if she sent me a mix or, or I think I just discovered like a mix of hers like mm-hmm. through like social media. When was this? This was, let's see, maybe like four or five years ago, probably five years ago. And um, at the time, DJ M2, who was like the mix show uh, coordinator at the radio station that I was working at, I just 
sent it to him or maybe it was him maybe it was this other guy whatever and i was like yo she's dope like you've been saying we need mixers mm-hmm. like she's dope put her just on. like kind of put her on that's yeah, dope yeah. and then you know we became friends and it's it's really dope to see like her yeah. progression you know so you guys it was more of like because i think the, there, there is a conception that that you kind of like taught her how to dj no i mean she brought her up she, you know what I mean? she said that like i'm and and i'm not saying this like to take credit i take a lot of pride in it though but she said like in other interviews and stuff that i'm the reason why she started djing because she turned the radio on and she heard me you know Mm. so there is and it's just not her there are other djs that um you know when you're on the radio every day you influence people right you know so there's little like you i i can hear little hints of me and and certain DJs nowadays, and I think it's cool. I so mean, you're more of like an inspiration for her. Yeah, yeah. And it's just probably uh, a lot of. The, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of dope DJs from Phoenix. Yeah, you guys. Oh got man, a, a like, lot. Yeah. I want to talk about that too because yeah, yeah. Y'all just like breed that shit out there. But uh, yeah, I want to I want to touch on the the three style okay. and stuff. I got. I think you did a great job. Thank I think you. everyone thought you did a great job. And then I want to know what you thought in the end. Like, what do you, what did you think? What did you think? Oh, how did you feel? How did I feel? I mean, honestly, I'm not not trying to like, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I want you to like, in retrospect, you look back and be like, damn, I should have done this or I could have done this or maybe I should have done this. Or do you just think it was like, yeah, man, that shit was kind of bullshit. Nah. (laughs) Well, I was watching and to be honest, it was really, really close. It could have gone either or, but I think you got him. I think, you know what? I think you were first. I think that, um, and we're not shitting on any other DJ. No, that's what I'm saying. That I'm just saying. Shit, I think I mean? definitely the top three, like any of us could have gotten it that night. Like, yeah. I, I will say that. But mm-hmm. everybody, and this isn't just like on some political shit. Like, I mean that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, me and Jay talked after and he's like, yo, did you see what Dynamics was doing though? Like, he was, right. doing, he was doing some next level shit that we can't do, you know? So, I mean, DJing is very, uh, what's the word? It's an opinion. Fickle? It's like what Drake said. It's opinion sport, right? Yeah, kind of I mean, what we're doing here is an, like, yeah. is an opinion. Yeah, sport, I mean, right? I, I had my approach to it, and they had their approach to it. Is there? Is it? Would, would you do it again? Yeah, I want to do it again. Yeah, that's dope. I think yeah. you should. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this was like the first year. Like, I, I've competed in it in the past, but it wasn't as big as it is this. You know, like today. Yeah, and um, I just. Uh, like, I don't even like to talk about that because it was just like I was young, you know, like I wasn't like the DJ that I am today. Mm-hmm. But I am proud of like how far I've come and how much I've improved. Yeah. Um. So I will say that this is the first time that I legitimately like, you know, m- made a great, a- great effort to be like a part mm-hmm. of it and to like actually try to win. But is it one of those things where you got like a taste for it and you're like, oh, shit, I really want that. Not, I yeah, really yeah, want yeah. It. of you're course. Gonna, you're going to come of back. Course, yeah, you know, yeah. and just the experience alone is, is super dope like whether you win or not like that's an experience of a lifetime like i have major fomo like just watching you know like the whole world final thing roll out and it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. man that's dope i want to be a part of that i deserve to be a part of that you know yeah i think we I, I think we all think you deserve to be a part of it yeah. Yeah. yeah i think i'm really looking forward and i think we're all going to be rooting for you I mean, if you do it next year, yeah, do it if you do it next year. <laughs> how long did it take? Spot, man. How long was it the preparation to do the U.S. the final one? Ah uh, man, I I want to say like it's because you got really busy, bro. You know, like, like busy, I I do busy. stuff year round, and I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like having a kid was definitely. I have two kids, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. I have my my daughter. She goes to preschool. I pick her up every day, but I have my son. 
he's 11 months you know so mm-hmm. it's like a lot of attention that i have to give him i can't just like mm-hmm. leave him in the corner and right, like, right, yeah. you know like you <laughs> can't do that so um the the way i like put my set together is like i kind of used social media mm-hmm. every time i put out a video i kind of see like what got the bigger response I look at the comments and see like why did people like this or react to this mm-hmm. and then you know when three style came around i came up with new new material you know like you guys had four colors act on here yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. talking about the battle how like you know their overtone play and they just want somebody to come in and rock that shit like like mm-hmm. it was a party right. so that was really my approach to it my approach to djing you know from doing radio doing mainstream stuff like djing mm-hmm. for sports teams but also being like uh, a child of like turntablism and stuff i want to bring those and and the club world too like i want to bring all those things together and be the perfect balance of it all mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah that's my approach to dj and that's like what i just tried to bring i didn't want to do a set that was just going to be like because i feel like you hear too many of those sets and you're like yeah that's a three style set tone play here mm-hmm. word play here you know and it's just some of the same music and it just gets like boring like but you know when you go see any dj play and they're just like rocking it you know like that's that's cool i mean i felt good about like the the music that i played like i I didn't want to go up there and play you know just some just do shit for the sake of like like trying to sound like everybody else yeah yeah. like i try to play music that i knew like that i felt good about playing because at the end of the day when you do something like that, you don't want to look back and be like, oh, man, like, I can't even watch this shit because why did I play that? You know? Right. Like, you want to be like, yo, like, at least for me, it's like, yo, I I felt, I played music that felt good to me. Well, like, I'll, I'll break it down. Like, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, all you guys, but when I see those Instagram videos of DJs, whether they do routines or tone play, it's just really unbearable. A lot of them are unbearable for me to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I don't really see it a musical element sometimes. Like, there isn't, like, it's not musically, um, it doesn't musically sound good. Yeah. Does that make sense? It. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, all of these concepts, and it's, like, oh, I did this tone play thing, or I did this, but it didn't really sound on. It was a little off, or the focus was more about the scratching, and it wasn't about the actual the the mute like the like yeah, sounding yeah. musical you know For what i sure. mean yeah. and i think it goes back to when we had scratch bassett on the show when he's just like you know it has a lot to do with swag i love about, a lot about style and concept where i can he's like i can come up with better ideas than you <laughs> and in the end that's all that matters like yeah. the ideas and execution and i think your videos i mean they they're they're probably i would say the best musically and entertaining wise yeah. Yeah. and i think I and it and it balances out like you know some of the it's like the pad work to scratching to juggling and i think it's like a, a really good balance but it's always something very musically well done yeah i mean i try to keep it like the more recent one you did with the funky president yeah like that was that shit was dope yeah and it wasn't it, like it wasn't, it wasn't too technical. trendy it wasn't anything but it just sounded really fucking good thank you man even the pad work sounded good yeah, yeah. and I, I really do try to keep it musical because you know djing already kind of gets this it's it's very misunderstood which is weird because it's in the mainstream like more so than it's ever been mm-hmm. but you know turntablism is like I don't need another like douchebag coming up, you know, like commenting on my video or 
coming up to me and be like wiki wiki you know like yeah. because they don't they don't they don't see scratching as like musical but it's also a lot of the dj's fault because they don't approach it that way yeah, yeah. they don't fall into that pocket they just go off and just you know yeah, just yeah. like yeah. It's like, you know, but it's like masturbating on camera, right? It's like there's no purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you think do you think 15 minutes is too long? Nah, I don't. For um, what? For what? For the sets. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> for masturbating. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Hey, I mean, what are we talking about here? Easy. <laughs> Can we narrow this shit down? Yeah, man. Specifically. No, I just feel like sometimes when I was watching routines, there would be a little point of uh, DJs getting stagnant or stale in the middle of their sets. And yeah. I thought maybe it could be a little concentrated, yeah, a little I more concentrated. We were saying that yeah. maybe yeah, 10 or 12 yeah. minutes would be yeah. good. Yeah, I think that might be cool. But I also think that if if the DJ is killing it for 15 minutes, like it's, it's, it's up to the DJ. Like yeah. how well are they entertaining? Because... I've seen DJs who play a great set and then it's like, dang, that 15 minutes ran by pretty quick. And yeah, then there's yeah. people that are boring or whatever. And it, it's just not. It makes it seem like it's dragging yeah. if it's boring. Well, your, yeah. your set was more of a party. Yeah, that's very, what I wanted it to be. It was very uppity. It was party. You, the crowd was probably gave you the best reaction during that night. And then, so yeah, it was, yours was mad fresh. Thank you. From the other shit, just motherfuckers doing all this shit that I can't fucking do. But yeah, it's, it's kind of nice though. I mean, I, I honestly think I think you'll do really well yeah. this next time around, and yeah. uh, we'll all be rooting for you to get the bag. But it's also good that even your homie like Jasper, someone like Jasper knows got it. You know, like, yeah, for sure. And I the mean, homies get it, and then you know, yeah, Javen like, might get it the following year or whenever. You know what I mean? So I think it, keeping it all in the fam is like kind of a beautiful thing. Man. Are you gonna try next year? Or are you gonna wait off a little bit? Just go for I it. Don't know. I, I want to go. I want to try it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you hear nice. first, guys. You know what I know about you, and it fucks my head up every time I see you DJ. You're, you're, you're the the fader. Oh, it's backwards. It's backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So your left turntable is on the right side, and your right turntable is on the left side. Yeah. Of the fader. Is that for transforming, or what is that? Nah, for? it's just like honestly, when I started DJing. The equipment that I had, eventually the crossfader went out. So I was like mm. scratching and mixing with the, the two up faders, the channel faders. And then when I finally got a new mixer, you know, like when you hit that reverse switch, it feels the exact same as scratching with the channel faders. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's that inside, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I so that, that's why. Yeah. So do that's like what I just I could still like do stuff normal, but you can't. Yeah, but I mean I'm better. Obviously, I'm are you left-handed? Right? No, I'm right-handed. Holy shit! Yeah, it's yeah. confusing as fuck, man. But yeah. it's really it's just a preference thing. Like there's certain scratches like people like sometimes will say like oh that makes you faster or whatever, and it, it's not. It's like if you play the guitar left-handed or right-handed, it's just straight up preference, you know. So, but so there are, there are things so you that do are, that in the club too. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like I'll play on like a you know 900 and just switch just switch them you know so how long you been doing that for though since since, since he started learning bro forever. so it's like it's in his head pause yeah <laughs> i think it's nuts i think well, a couple of djs do I've that i've seen though. it before yeah, does i've that, seen right? it before premiere does that i think yeah i've seen it before. it could be i'm not sure about premiere but i have seen that before a lot i of think DJs do i that. think premiere does that shit yeah yeah because I, I would be studying premiere like in that remember at dwick uh-huh towards the end of dwick yeah when and he he's scratching yeah i was like yo like his faders aren't lining up like mm -hmm. he's not scratching towards the right turntable yeah 
he's like scratching away from it. Really? Yeah. I gotta check yeah. it out. I didn't know. No, that. no. I, I mean, I, I think, but I, mean, I have I seen it before be a yeah, couple yeah. of times. Yeah. I, I I can't believe you do that shit in the club. I would I that would fuck before. me up. So you could actually switch over and just do it regular as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fucking yeah. crazy, bro. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the right term is called hamster. Yeah, it's hamster. Hamster. Is yeah. it hamster? Oh it's yeah, it is. Hamster. That's right. It used to be a. That's fucking nuts, man. So um, with the Red Bull three style and stuff like that, I you know prepping for that and everything. Yeah. It was this whole controversy that conflict started. Yeah. About like. How come Red Bull isn't paying the DJs? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Uh, you know, we knew what we were getting into when we signed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we all want to get paid. But at the end of the day, like, if you have the opportunity be to, to, like, DJing is my life. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit gave me everything that I have. You know, like, so if I have the opportunity to, to accomplish something great with it, you right. know, like make my mark in the DJ world, become a, a champion, like that's worth to me more than a check. Like the money's going to come later. Yeah. You know? So It's like a legacy thing, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Sorry, I'm just going to adjust your mic. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it's like a legacy thing, right? Yeah. So you guys have an understanding and I feel like they put so much marketing in you guys. I mean, how is it when you guys are, wor- when you're working with them, are they really just kind of they're really marketing for you guys and they're really trying to get your name out there and yeah and when i mean looking at the events overseas and everything right it just seemed like a huge production it like, is a huge production like taipei looked insane yeah. yeah yeah right the the inside club they had like an inside club set up and then they had that outdoor shit for the finals the outdoor show was crazy it, it, looked, it looked like a, a rock concert yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but i'm Zeppelin saying it's like it's such a shit. platform for you guys to really just showcase your talent it is you and know like i i I like conflict. I respect them. Did I agree with everything that he said? No. Yeah, I feel what you mean, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I I agree with certain aspects of conflict. Yeah, I I, what he I, said. I see his point, and I do too. But like I said, at the end of the day, we knew what we were signing up for. Mm. I just wanted to know why he was so upset about it. Like he was, like he was, like tight. He was hurt. <laughs> like if he, like he was tight. Like if he was the the, the runner up, and he like, like they owed him with yeah, it. Well, like <laughs> he said, <laughs> like you said, he did it the first time, and he got paid, and then he went and did it again with the intention of thinking he was going to get paid, and he didn't. So I think he felt like the pain of you guys not getting compensated. You know what I mean? Maybe. I mean. <laughs> but like you said, I, I get it. Like you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, for sure. You know but look, like yeah. we we love con. I mean, we love conflict, man. Of course. Yeah. Like yeah. conflict yeah. is just one of those. I think he's one of those really uh, unique motherfuckers. Yeah, he's not like everybody else. He's not everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So when he does some shit like this, he goes all out, and yeah. I just think he. And I guess he, I think he gets he gets obsessive. I think he's one of those dudes that really gets obsessive, and he really breaks shit down yeah. to the nitty gritty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I heard he didn't he didn't pay people right away because he was waiting until the finals was over. Yeah, he was waiting until the world finals because uh, I think he was saying like if any of us were to like go in as wild cards um, and one of us won the world or whatever, then yeah. like mm-hmm. he because I guess the way like he broke up the money is like Jay got the most because he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you know there's a possibility of like me or whoever like get in the wild card and then what if we won? He already paid. Jay, you know, so he's right, just right, right, right. waiting. Um, so has Jay gotten his money? I don't know. You don't know. And this is like a, the he, he, championship was like a month ago, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I talked to him probably like a week ago, and he told me that 
I'm he's, the he's, last to get paid. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah, so, um, but you know, is like, getting, I, is he getting the big check ready? I don't know. <laughs> With the girl and the fireworks? Honestly, like, not to, like, sound like big time or whatever. Like, I'm just, like, not in that big of a rush. Like, right, right. It's all good. Like, I just, I just told him, like, yo, whenever, like, it, it's cool. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I get it. Yeah. I want to see the. I want to see gonna like knock on your door. Like, <laughs> what is that shit? The Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> <What is that? laughs> Publishers clearinghouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, just come up with the big check and shit. Yeah. I think that's. Is he gonna do that next year too? I don't know. Is yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it's a I tradition. Mean, he can't, yeah. can't not do it next year. I feel like he started something. Yeah, he needs to you gotta keep, keep going. going. You gotta keep it going, keep right? Keep the GoFundMe going. Hey, the DJ. Year. Yeah, maybe be twenty twenty thousand next year. Yeah, bigger purse. Damn, that's what's up. Were you nervous going into that battle? Like shit. Like yeah, for I'll, sure. Like I don't. You don't have to say no names. Were you scared? Not scared, but like kind of like oh, that's big competition. Like, nah, that's I wasn't really scared of anybody. Um, to be honest, what I was nervous about was like. A few guys before that had played, they were having sound issues. Mm. So I was worried about that. Well, and yeah, Dynamics, didn't he? Um, his he, shit his froze, went right? Yeah. Yeah. His Serato came out. Uh, yeah, something happened. Yeah, and yeah. then um, and then I just heard, like, like everybody was kind of, like, playing the same shit. And I was, like, I, I was like thinking about my set. I was, like, oh, well, I heard that already. So I went to the green room, took my laptop back there. I took that. I took a few things out of my set and put like some other shit in there. Yeah, and, you went uh, last, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I adapted. Ideally, would you want to go first? Nah, I don't. I think last was perfect for him. To really? Be yeah. I think he had the crowd jumping towards the end. Even a crowd standing there for X amount of time, they would probably would have been drained out for him. No, they were jumping, bobbing hands in the air. I think yeah. I'd want to go first. It was it was random though because like we all picked numbers out of a hat but you what would you want to be first or last or in the middle dude honestly like whatever i get like that's the way it's supposed yeah, to be yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> get busy, i'd bro. rather just keep it that way so like, i would i would see i would think first or like second or third like would be the best i honestly because people it's like fresh in their head yeah people are gonna remember the first and the last thing but and and the standing like you're standing there for such a long time you probably get drained towards the last but again he made he made it seem like last was the best place to go. Interesting. So, and then wait, wait, he he had a summer jam moment. He uh he kind of ether somebody. Oh no, he uh oh, take over Jay Z somebody. Oh, what happened on the stage? <laughs> Let me see what was that. What's up? <laughs> you want to talk about it? Or no. What are you talking about? The three minute uh egg fucking crucifixion you did up there. Oh. Three minutes. <laughs> it was like three minutes, I think. <laughs> It, it, bro, like it was it a, a, a another DJ? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, because you only went at him, right? What? what you only killed off one person on that. Look, Jay is. <laughs> I've been friends with Jay for like over a decade. Mm-hmm. Like he Jay took, Spinoza, yeah. He Jay took me to my first twenty one and up club before I was even twenty one. So oh. if you know Nessa, she's on Hot ninety seven. Yeah, I oh, yeah. I used to do radio with her oh, really? in oh, Phoenix. Shit. I was her first her first full time gig. I was her DJ. Oh, wow. So when she left Phoenix, she went to go work in the Bay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Let's oh, that's up. right. She was on KMEO, right? No, she was on or Wild 94. With, uh, with Jay? Uh, yeah. yeah with and then Jay was her DJ. Okay. And then, um, you know. Evoc was the DJ at one point also, right? Uh, I, I think, think he was on Wild at one point. Yeah. Yeah. He had, yeah. 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 He had a specialty show. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like. 
Nessa pretty much brought me to the Bay. Like at one point I was going to move to the Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got me on, you know, like a guest spot on there, which turned into like a weekly, you know, weekend mix that I was recording from Phoenix, sending out there. But, you know, like I, w- I would always come out there to hang out uh, with Nessa. Mm-hmm. And then Nessa is like, like just the biggest hustler like I've ever known like she her work ethic is crazy mm-hmm. so like you know me being like this kid I'm just like I'm not trying to like sit around or whatever you know like she's getting her makeup done and doing photo shoots and like doing all these interviews and stuff and I'm just kind of like sitting over there so naturally like me and Jay like became homies mm-hmm. and I ended up you know like I'd go out there to kick it with Nessa but I just end up like going with jay, jay and, yeah. and hanging out with jay so i've i've known jay like for a very long time so to actually like have to battle him was like it sucked you know and and to battle javen um but i also know like i've i'm a i'm a friend of jay's and i'm a fan of his djing mm-hmm. like his djing is is very unique and dope and i'll say this like for him to win it's great for dj culture yeah because mm-hmm. DJ culture needs his sound and they need him. Like Definitely. it's like yeah. we're we're always not not to knock like any of like the uh you know, like the guys who have been like who are legends, like not to knock them, but it's like I feel like DJing reached this point where not a lot of guys like we're trying to be at that status too. The newer generation. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's just coming like up now. everybody's yeah. still praising such and such and such and such. Mm-hmm. And like they deserve all the praise. Like that's awesome. But yeah. like somebody from the newer generation has to step up exactly. and yeah. you know, be a legend. You Definitely. know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like his win is is great for DJ and, and I'm proud of him. But it also sucked having to to battle him. So like I know like what he brings to the table and he knows what i bring to the table yeah so like if you paid attention like we only pretty much we only just dissed each other because mm-hmm. we knew like <laughs> yeah. you know so it's like breaking each other's balls yeah, though, it's right? all love though at yeah. the end of the day i so. did i did kind of diss everybody but it was kind of like a re so like i um i dissed myself because i knew everybody was gonna talk shit about my height like i'm a short dude you know <laughs> you kind of did like eminem and eight mile yeah. i actually did i used that <laughs> oh you did yeah oh, so shit. i just like instead of him saying what he was saying like i just cut it out like it was like i am and then i like inserted my voice that i like pitched down in ableton and like <laughs> just talk shit about myself for a little bit because uh-huh. it was like you know like that's the only thing you guys can really say about me yeah you know mm-hmm. and then jay like but even the even me dissing jay is like we've been friends so it was very strategic because i didn't want to like yeah like that's my boy like it sucks so i try to make it like as humorous as like right right you know yeah yeah just make it fun just poking fun at a motherfucker yeah yeah. Yeah. no there's nothing wrong with that yeah (laughs) he clowned on uh he keeps playing bay area music he's like no one wants to hear that shit no more (laughs) (laughs) that was a good i was like oh it's just amazing no like i got love for the bay yeah. It's not. It's not about that. No, it's it's not, just like it's not personal. It's like just, you know, funny. like Jay all the time. Like it's just like roasting, bro. So yeah, it's just yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he was laughing. He's just like, oh shit, this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fucking nothing's worse than having dildos thrown at you like with four colors. Right? Yeah, man. exactly. I would have been <laughs> fighting that motherfucker <laughs> if I got hit in the head with a fucking a dildo with four colors. Zach, that's crazy. <laughs> well, you know what, man? Uh, like I said before, we're looking forward to you doing the next one. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Big shout to Conflict and. And what he was trying to do with the pay the DJs campaign and everything, and yeah, if he for does, sure. If and he does that next time, I think that's dope. I just think uh, 
I think maybe in a way I felt like it was taken away from the whole experience of what y'all were doing. Yeah. And it was maybe bringing a negative connotation to it. So maybe if we could just change it up to a more positive thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. like me, maybe a little more quiet. Maybe have it be about, you know, like compensating the DJs on some love shit and everyone just puts in their little like, you know, we're getting entertained by Red Bull. We're getting entertained by the DJs. Everyone just put in ten dollars, you know, and it'll go to the DJs kind of shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, Same shit. let's go back to your Phoenix roots. I want to hear what's up. Growing up in Phoenix, how'd you get into hip? Like, I think we spoke with fashion. You know yeah, what I mean? Big up fashion. You guys got the roots of Z Trip. Yes. You got some great DJs out there. DJR. Yeah. Right. What's the homie? Um, and then I kind of want to uh, a big shout to Cutswell too. Cutswell yeah. is out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Diesel too. And then I want to talk about. Just like the hip hop scene when you coming up, how'd you get into DJing and everything? Um, and then, I, and I want to know how you just kind of molded into your own style. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. I got into DJing as a kid. I'm one of five, so I have four brothers. Um, so like basically, like my parents, we lived in South Phoenix, which is like, you know, not the best area. Our parents didn't want us, you know, like going to those schools, so they moved us to Tempe is where asu is it's a suburb yeah um but you know like we we were the outcasts we're we're like kind of like the only mexican kids in the neighborhood mm -hmm. so you know like we got hated on or whatever like a little bit but that just made us all kind of stick together and my dad he worked for the city of phoenix and he's at he actually like helped pioneer a lot of like the um like what is it like the recreational programs for like youth centers Oh, um, so like a lot of his programs were picked up by other cities across the country oh, and they adopted like what he was doing um so a lot of that was like you know he'd take us like every weekend there would be like you know a car show at this park or this rec center or, like a, a breakdance battle or you know a talent show right you know so you know like i had already like seen djing on tv and then you know going to these events and seeing it you know seeing people dance to the music and seeing mm -hmm. the dj like control like right in front of me that was just like whoa you know um so naturally like me and me and my little brother i think you met him yeah uh yeah he uh we're actually like a year and a half D apart dj matter of fact yes yeah he's super dope super dope and uh we learned like at the same time so like we just basically like you know um and and not to like so my brother too like in, instead of getting a car he had gotten like a dj in a box thing this so. is a, your older brother yeah yeah uh -huh. and uh he wouldn't like really like let us on it right like, you know like he played ball so like and it was across town so he would kind of like lock his door like he didn't want nobody getting in his room and like <laughs> you know like um so me and my brother matt like we kind of just we had this setup in our room in the closet and it was like one of my dad's old turntables and then whatever records like we we would dig out of the closet you know like and there was like a few like you know hip-hop you know like the planet rocks and stuff like that you know yeah, like yeah. Mm -hmm. art of noise which isn't hip-hop but like beatbox yeah, yeah beatbox and mm -hmm. and then there was also like you know like the funk stuff and the classic rock stuff but whatever like we would just sit on the floor there was like a, a receiver you know with the line switch yeah. and i actually thought my brother like invented transforming because this was like before the internet and like he was just you know the the yeah like on the planet yeah, yeah. Rock, like yeah. he was just transforming like crazy you know so um eventually like once we got the internet 
we figured out because we thought we invented like all these scratches <laughs> and uh we did it you know we didn't but um yeah and eventually like i had like been going in my brother's room enough you know like he was he was more into like drum and bass and house mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff like that so um i learned how to mix that stuff too and uh after a while you know like he i think one day he like came home and he saw me like doing what i was doing and he was like yo you're you're good at this you could have this so then i basically like inherited that that's dope know, it was like some new mark belt drive. That, that his way of saying like, yo, you're way better than me. You need to I take guess. this shit off. <laughs> so he started leaving his door unlocked. I need another hobby. Fuck that. This, this DJ shit ain't working out. My brother is kind of fuck. Yeah. So um. So it was. So then like I just kind of put the setup in my room and started practicing and mm-hmm. buying my own records and you know like my dad knew like a few DJs that that were nice enough to give us like the duplicates or whatever you know oh. like because they were in record pools back in the day but oh, wow. it's like occasionally it was like a good record but most of the time it was just like some scrap right. you yeah, know but it was like it was whatever to stuff to practice with you know yeah. um so what what uh what kind of attracted you to the djing obviously you got into it for the, like the party rocking and shit yeah but w- when you started getting, I, you know, I'm actually, we got an intern here, Chris, and I was just talking about the stages of learning how to DJ, and I was telling him, I've said this before on the podcast, I think a DJ is at their prime around their early 30s. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm 30 now, and I just, I feel like I'm the best. That, right. Like, like, musically, because, you know, like, you grow up and you, like, learn all this music, and you're there for all this music, mm-hmm. and then now you're at, like, an age where you can you understand it right and mm-hmm. you play it and you know what it does yeah i know? feel like the early stages of djing is the technical skills right so mm-hmm. you're trying to just like yeah. learn how to scratch learn how to mix and you get obsessive about that and then as soon as you start doing gigs out on the road you realize holy shit i don't know that much about music yeah and that's when you start building a library and learning about music and shit and then obviously i think over time like the more different uh you know the more different rooms you DJ for, the better you get, the more your musical knowledge grows. And by the time you're 30, 31, you're like really equipped to do anything. Yeah. You know I what I'm agree. saying? Yeah. Like yeah. Totally all comes agree. together. Yeah. Like, for sure. So like in the beginning, were you just fascinated with scratching or just party rocking or what was I it? mean, I was party rocking because like my parents, they would, you know, like get me gigs, like doing 40 year old birthday parties or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Like I was playing like cumias and stuff. Like I had a little... <laughs> It's, I want to talk about that too. Cause, well, I, fuck it. So it was like I had bought because you know you couldn't get everything on vinyl. So I had this like American DJ CD player that oh, I yeah. would that I would kind of use as like a third deck. But this was like pre Serato. So like a few years ago, like after like I was on Serato, I realized like yo this shit was basically doing everything that Serato does, like looping, cue points. Mm-hmm. But it was like kind of corny to have like that CD player, right? You know? that that thing got me through a lot of gigs because i was able to play like stuff i didn't have on vinyl you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Um, but i would say like the thing that a- attracted me to djing was it was just natural i i find it hard for people to like look at a turntable and not want to go up to it and scratch it mm-hmm. you know um but you know like there were a couple like instances of course like going to like those those early events that my dad put on and then how old were you when you were djing these 40 year old birthday parties i was like 13. Jesus. Damn, man. Yeah, yeah. I saw that you did your, your grandparents' 50th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Me and my sure. brother. How old were you? I think I was like I 13, 11 and 14. Or really? I, don't, I don't remember. And they had to have been running music that you had no idea what it was yeah. at 13 years old, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of getting off topic. But there was like, there was a point where like, so the first concert, uh, one of the first concerts that I went to that, that really like made me want to DJ was, uh, it was the Bad Boy World Tour and it was right after Biggie died. So it was like like Usher had opened. I went to that show in yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah, and um, so Kid Capri was like DJing, yeah. and they had him like in this big like dome. It was like mm-hmm. he was just killing that. That's shit. That's what he was. He was dropped on Annie. He what? He dropped Annie, a hard knocks life. Oh word! And that's when Jay Z was like, "Yo, that beat is dope." Yeah. Like, can I use that beat for my song? That was at that show that yeah. you went to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Did, the, didn't the Forty Five King do that? Forty Five King did the beat and gave it to um, Kid Capri. And Kick Capri was like a break beat, like yeah, a break exactly, beat. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, Capri was playing it at the concert. Damn, Got it. That shit. Got but it. yeah, he was just doing like the intermissions and stuff. Yeah, and it was it was a wild and show. Just him on a mic, party rocking, just yeah. like yeah, that shit. It was it was funny. <laughs> There's nothing like Kick Capri in the '90s, man. Oh, man. 80s, I mean, 90s. even now he's nasty, but in the '90s, Back, yeah, it was yeah. like a that god. He was like a god, bro. He was thirty. His thirties, thirties, man. <laughs> it was fucking 30s. nasty, man. Yeah, oh, man. I'll never forget that. Nope. Big so, up, kick a pre. So then you were just like what this like genius DJ kid at thirteen. I 13? wouldn't say genius. I'm just picturing like <laughs> I was like just really <laughs> interested in DJing, <laughs> and you know like so you know back to like me not having the greatest equipment. Um, I would go. So there was a guitar center down the street from my house, mm-hmm. and my parents would take me there. And at the time. They would have like all the the dope shit on display like you know the new mixers or whatever and um we found out that if you were to give them an id they would give you a pair of needles and you were able to practice and use the gear so like this was like a weekly thing that like my parents would would take me there to practice like on you oh, know shit. some some Damn. legit you know 1200s and you know a vest tax or a rain or whatever damn, damn um, i was like yeah. the park yeah <laughs> so instead of going to the park you're a guitar center yeah for sure That's so dope. like i was in there practicing and i kind of noticed like that this dude was like watching me and um i just i just noticed and then when i was done he came up to me and as soon as he started talking i knew exactly who he was because i was the kid that like would listen to the radio all the time and when he started talking, I knew he was a morning host for the hip hop station in Phoenix. Wow. Which is where fashion, because I grew up listening to fashion every right. day. And uh, he's like, fashion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. And he's just like, yo, he's like, I'm David D. That was his name, David D. He's like, I'm going to give you my card. I want you to come DJ on my show. Like, tell your mom and your dad, or one, you know, tell them to call me and we'll set it up. And I was just like, okay. So I gave, you know, car to my parents and my parents were cool enough to call me out of school you know like i didn't go to school that morning you know we loaded up all the gear that i had my records my turntables went to the studio and i didn't end up needing any of that because they had it there right and um i played for 30 minutes i think it was like at 7 30 in the morning like prime time uh radio and uh and you was 13 at the time yeah right? Dude, that's crazy i came Damn. back to school i think that's crazy that hurt he heard him at a fucking guitar center. Yeah. yeah. What's a small town? I don't it's think not, it's, it's over. Were you going like there? <laughs> How often were you going there? Like five days a week? Uh, I mean like once a week or something like that. Yeah. And just practicing for yeah. like two, three hours? Like an hour, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's why like I, I try to help people like when I can, like like back mm-hmm. to, to Javen, it's like, like, like I said earlier, like DJing has given so much to my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, 
that dude never did that like i don't know if i'd be here today yeah, of like course. DJing, yeah. So, yeah. like you just gotta show love when you can it's mm-hmm. one of those things like you meet certain people and when they hear talent my initial thing is to like yo like people got to hear this talent or like you deserve yeah. like if if you're in a worse situation like maybe i can help you yeah for sure and then and there's and then there's different types of people that are like well how can i exploit this for myself right yeah. you know it's like it's different approaches to how people yeah. do shit you and know you must I mean? have been dope enough at 13 practicing that he was like I yeah that's the impressive that's the impressive shit right yeah, yeah. he's like i gotta have his kid on my show yeah. yeah yeah i mean i had like some great uh examples in front of me a dj and you know like listening to the radio every day um you know dj robbie rob m2 mikey mike who's e-man's brother who runs mm-hmm. you know power 106 mm-hmm. and of course fashion and everybody at that time like everybody had like a different style like nobody sounded like anybody else so there was all, always like a little bit of something that you could pick up from everybody else um but yeah fashion was was dope he was on every day five o'clock and just to sh- just to tell you how dope he was so this was um obviously before serato and so he would play jay-z i just want to love you mm-hmm. and he had a jay-z drop so he was doing this like no serato live and i picked up on it so he at, when the line came when he says uh uh go somewhere probably we could discuss fashion like he would just cut in the instrumental real quick hit his jay-z drop like discuss fashion hit his jay-z drop and then cut right back into where he left off like shit like that like before like he would load up ringtones like not like the chirp tones yeah, yeah like you know like and just play them and then cut in like echo out and cut into the song like he was mad innovative at that yeah, time yeah. yeah i mean he he's a he's like one of a kind honestly the way fashion yeah. is man yeah, yeah. the way he approaches his sets in the club yeah i remember when he was like on his way out of radio and was kind of you know like already like you could tell he was on his way out and he was like already linked with like am and stuff and i used to i was an intern and i used to have to go see him play in the club because he did like this uh radio broadcast at this 18 and Mm -hmm. club he might not like what i'm saying but (laughs) i had to i mean it was just cool to witness because it it taught me something too like like he was just he would just do his thing like he reached this point where he would just do his thing you know it was fun to watch and i used to have to write down this was like when mashups started to come out be like wait i just i thought i was hearing like justin timberlake my love but then there's like this acdc vocal over it or something right shit. right right yeah. like how do i write this shit down <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so what when you started doing the radio or when you had that opportunity did it turn into something at that point yeah so basically that kind of i didn't i didn't like know a lot of people like that well uh, but they kind of knew me around the building as like that kid that dj'd so um you know like every time i would see the station out or whatever like i made it a point to go say hi to whoever Mm. um so when i graduated i basically like that's like what i you know just went straight to doing Mm -hmm. um graduated high school yeah okay so i mixed on the weekends and then uh at that time like if you were an intern you couldn't be in the studio so it was kind of a weird situation but because I mixed on the weekends. And then that ended, because at the time they only had mixing on the weekends in the summer. And then I went, I was like, I still wanna be involved. So then I started interning mm-hmm. and eventually like got my own show and then went to another radio station and just kinda never stopped. The, the way um, fashion kinda left Phoenix, yeah. and like went to LA and stuff like that, does that ever come to you like, why did you leave Phoenix? 
Or did you understand why he left Phoenix? I understand why he left Phoenix. I think at that time, it was necessary to leave. Like, if you if you wanted to, to become bigger, like, you kind of had to go to, like, L.A. or New York or, you know, even Vegas. Yeah. Um, but I think nowadays, like, people ask me all the time, like, yo, why don't you move to L.A. or whatever? And it's like, that's cool, but, you know, there's a, this thing called the Internet. And, yeah. like, if I'm making dope shit, like, people could just see a video, and if they like it, they can hit me up and book me. It's yeah. also different because Vashon's like single and doesn't have a family, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a lot of work when you got to move a whole family to another yeah, city, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, I was just wondering if you had, you're, you're so deep rooted into Phoenix. And yeah, I'm wondering I mean, if like, sure. just like maybe experiencing another, like, you know, another city would open just, maybe open up some resources and opportunities, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think about it, but I like Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you seem to be like real deep rooted yeah, in that yeah, shit. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I do think like the internet is a powerful tool, because um, you know I get booked off, yeah, you know, my stuff all the time from there. So. How do you, how do you come up with uh, your routines? How do you approach that shit? Do mm. you just like listen to music and you remember certain lines? Yeah, I honestly feel like. Do you write it down? You just remember it, or how does that work? I sometimes I write stuff down, but most of the time it just comes to me. It's like second nature to him. And I just, I pay attention, like, concepts are my thing, and, like, wordplay is cool, but I'm more so, like, into, like, concepts. Mm -hmm. Like, like people do wordplay, and sometimes, like, it's cool, but it's just sometimes, like, just because it says the same word doesn't mean that it's tight. It works musically. I think that's one of the things that I hate about tone play and and wordplay and any of the plays itself because the music becomes secondary to the actual the i don't know like the the flash of this mix of like you know what i mean like the trend or you know if, like if, it, you if know? it's if it's done right to me like a dope tone play is taking something that already has like a similar instrument and already kind of sounds like right. it and flipping it and then that's the element of surprise that's what makes it special but and then also having it fit the same energy and yeah. like the same kind of maybe the the tone of whatever the fuck you're about to play, like the energy and just like the the whole concept that has to flow together. It's how you execute things and and it's how it translates. There's got to be DJ elements involved. Yeah. Without yeah. having everything pre-mixed and pre-done. Yeah, I, I agree because I think like, I think that. Because that's, that's what makes you great. Like, no, say, like having to cue up the next song and play the next song while you're doing tone play. Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. What's, that practice of you doing that fucking up 30 times and then getting the the 32nd time perfect and then getting that on your gopro while you're filming that's the great part of that and that's that's what i want to see i want to see that i want to see that well, i'd rather even see it off beat and you trying to do it in a dj element than just sequencing shit because in and in, in that you know if that's the case then i don't know like we I, no i i think what what you're trying to say is like you want to see more like djing incorporated with these routines like you want to see a scratch somewhere you know like you want to see somebody bend the pitch somewhere you know like in instead of just like being up there like firing off the the cue points and the samplers well, and utilizing for you know, example so like if we get really technical here on some of these <laughs> routines right so some of these routines like they'll have the song playing they'll have and then in one mp3 they'll have the song after the song, some dead air, and then like the, maybe some scratch sounds, yeah. And then part of another song that they're gonna play, 
and then like everything's just on one mp3 so they can just hit the cues and i don't know and some of them are mixing one song into the other song you know yeah yeah no i totally and I, and agree I'm, I'm thinking and i'm not like, gonna say like i haven't done that on some on some things but mm-hmm. there was also like a long period of time where i didn't do that and i just barely figured out like oh i could do this right but it's a, it's just for the sake of like the gram you know like no no and to, i to and i get it you're p- trying to put on a show yeah but at the same time i, I think that we're not you, no one's getting great they're just putting on a show oh and yeah then, and then it's not translating to the actual to the room and no one's becoming like an actual better DJ. They're just trying to like impress for Instagram. And, and and I get it. I get it. Yeah. You want to get likes. You want to get the repost on DJ City or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I also think that the DJ element has to be there. No, I I totally agree with you. But what I do in those videos, like I actually do a lot of that shit out live. So yeah. For the record, like Definitely. without like no fancy things, you know, like I'm very like kind of behind sometimes like when it comes to technology like i kind of just work with what i got and like you know no but because i I think i got into it would i didn't get into it but i just i made it i posed a question to a kid that that um who had an like you know this tone play video yeah and he did a tone play for two songs two different songs but the two different songs were mixed together yeah so he wasn't even mixing the song Uh and he was just focusing on the tone play and then the and I just asked, like, yo, did the song mix itself? <laughs> and, it, and he was like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, it, it did, but I would never do that live. So then I was just kind of like, well, then why would you do it on the gram? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, just, just show the two points. I'm like, oh, I get that. But the way you're doing it, you're making it seem like that's what you would do live. Yeah. And then you're making it, and then everyone's going to think that's okay to do. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. You know what I'm saying, That's and I just point. think it's one of those things where I think it's like, like it, in the big picture, like you're not doing DJing like justice if you just keep just putting out shit all the time, and then everybody just gets this idea like it, that it's okay. That's it's this amazing thing, and then you like when you check, you know, look behind the curtain of Oz, you're kind of like, oh, I didn't know that was mixing by itself. I didn't know <laughs> that this was doing that and this was doing this. You know, yeah, which is not. Sure. It's look the yeah. idea itself is really clever, and I give I give that kid credit it was really well done but i I wasn't trying to knock what he was doing but i was trying to tell him like look you could have done that live yeah you could have done that tone play switch to the next track and play the next track on beat and then scratch that in yeah there there was there's other ways you could have done that it just required more creativity to put in a more solid routine that would actually mix and make sense but they just wanted to just do it and put it out there quick. But I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, is it's that tough because no, I no. feel like there's a part of it that's just evolution. Yeah, and yeah. Kids I mean, think like, that that is a part of DJing. Mm-hmm. Like even like when CDJs came out, I was like, those are I would never use those. Those that's not a DJ. Like DJs don't use CD players. Yeah. And it's just an evolution. And I feel like there might be a generation under this that looks at tone play that way. Like it's an yeah. evolution, evolutionary part of what DJing has become. It could be. You never know where things could be. Yeah. I think t- I mean, I mean, tone play. Tone play is like it's, fake, just, it's, it's like fake tits. Yeah, it's, that's what it's, it is. It's not. It's not even tone play that bothers me. Like I don't. I'm, whatever. Like tired of talking about tone play. The thing that bothers me is people just firing off like samples and, and yeah. getting away with like the bare minimum. Like yeah. shit yeah. needs to. Like that's cool, but also incorporate like uh, you know more. DJing techniques you know like it's not all about the technology actually like Craze um, 
you know like when he was showing me like his latest routine he was telling me that like it's like he wanted to do that routine and not do a lot of flash with it and he was like kind of like testing me to see if i would catch on to it and luckily like i didn't look like a dumbass and i was smart enough to like catch on to what he was doing but he basically wanted to shut everybody up that like that was saying like that you know djing is kind of getting out of control with the effects and the cue points and stuff like that so mm-hmm. he was like he's like yo did you see that he's like i was like yeah you did that baseline like by you know like you created it by yourself he's like yeah so it's like i don't know well you're talking about his last uh like serato. routine on serato yes it was serato. incredibly musical yeah incredibly musical it was borderline making music with turntables yeah it was yeah yeah and, and I, I thought that was and very, i think that that know? was the perfect example of like yeah he's drumming and stuff but like it, it's it's so musical and like to watch it on video is one thing but like like he came to my house a few months ago and practiced like he, we just set up you know my stuff and he's just like i want to come over and practice so i got to see him like do like a lot of the the routines that like i used to watch on online or whatever mm-hmm. like seeing every little detail that he does like you can't deny that this shit like this shit isn't musical and you know like in its own thing i just think you know like people gotta continue to push it forward and do it the right way because it's like i'm tired of like people thinking of djing and turntables as like a secondary instrument everybody's like oh guitar this piano that mm-hmm. or whatever but mm-hmm. turntables you know like that's the shit you know like we just need to keep pushing it and perfecting it was it, definitely you know? like the like djing at its finest where it was taking the app the it was taking absolute manipulation of sounds yeah and creating melodies yeah and that to me is like ultimate djing because it, it it takes me back to like old like the the origins of hip-hop of taking the best elements of break beats and shit yeah and creating new music from that shit and just repeating yeah, extended the shit. it yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. which is basically what, I mean, hip hop. I mean, the the origin of hip hop, DJ, and all that shit came from. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, going back to let's say, you were called 2015. You were DJ City's DJ of the year. Yeah. And when did you start working with DJ? How DJ City? How did that go about? Uh, I would say that year I started working with them. Uh, I can't remember if it was that year or if it was 2016, but they just kind of. Um, they they took notice like i had already like met a lot of those guys through like i did like a jump off mix for power 106 it was mm-hmm. like every week they would have a different guest dj mm-hmm. and i did that and then i met like a lot of the dj city guys through that i actually met d miles through that yeah. i think um but yeah and then i just continued because i was on the radio every day so i don't like taking selfies and shit you know like i don't do that (laughs) like it's just like if i'm gonna like post that like i'm djing Mm -hmm. like i would rather like post a video like doing something like showing you what i'm doing than like being like oh studio vibes like just like it's just corny like i'm not gonna do that so i would just start like putting up these little like 15 second videos every day then eventually like they took notice and they're just kind of like you know maybe we can do something together and then finally like we figured it out in in your in the if you had if you were like i don't know one of the bigger djs out there like the huge like z trip levels jazzy jeff level how would you be djing right now how would i be djing yeah would you be djing differently 
if you had a platform and i was asked like i was asked like the homies this shit if you had the platform where people actually just came to listen to you and what you were going to do would you be approaching djing the same way where like you're rocking a club or, or you would actually treat it more like a performance or something like that uh that's a great question probably i mean why i mean take advantage of that you know yeah but i mean already the DJ, the way that i dj is kind of like evolved into like not being selfish but like having enough balance of like catering to the crowd and like wanting to educate the crowd on some shit mm-hmm. and and showcasing skill too you know like i think it's not a not enough dj show like i i listen to some of these guys sometimes and they're like oh i never scratch in the club it's like why not like you're a dj do that shit mix you know like quick mix mm-hmm. what's so wrong with that mm-hmm. but you know like i think somewhere along the line like that shit got labeled as like taboo in clubs or whatever you know so like yeah. i kind of like in, in new york in the early 2000s it was like no one wanted to hear scratching in the clubs like no. the owners and promoters told you not to scratch yeah but i think it it, it has to be done with like finesse and you got to know when not when to, when to stop yeah, yeah like and i think that that's a lot of things that djs who do scratch struggle with and i don't want to be one of those guys it's interesting i mean how would you guys approach if you had a platform to do whatever you wanted because like when we heard z trip yeah and even when i used to hear it like when i used to listen to am mm-hmm. sometimes they would just go off and not give a fuck what the crowd if the crowd yeah. was enjoying it or not yeah i found like i do like a lot of like you know like whether it's a routine or like sometimes i'll just cut the beat out and i'll just start scratching for like you know seconds on end or whatever yeah. but it's to it's just, it is to flex but it's kind of like i've noticed playing to some of these crowds that like if you're really into what you're doing like people they catch on to that and they take notice and they they'll stop and watch and they'll cheer yeah. you give them something to cheer about like they'll do it you know mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean, I would approach it for the reason I fell in love with DJing in the first place was to make people dance. Yeah. And that's like a high I get. So I think I would always incorporate that element into whatever I do, regardless of a platform. Yeah, for making sure. Making people dance. Well, when, when we heard Z Trip at uh, BPM Supreme, uh, they had uh, an event, right, mm-hmm. during NAM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we heard Z Trip at that joint, right? Uh, what, what he was doing was like he was actually just playing music to play different music yeah and i've never really seen that before where he his focus wasn't to make people dance Mm -hmm. but just to play music that he liked and he wanted to share with other people and i thought that was really interesting i thought it was i thought it was like i mean if i really dug deep it was like there was a selfishness involved Mm -hmm. but it was like a sharing of like this is me and i want you to like experience me a little bit and he even said that on the mic, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, yo, I guarantee this room has never heard this record being played. Yeah. Yeah, like, sure. they, they, like the walls in this club. This club has yeah. never heard the song. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever played the, the song in this club like, before. Hey, what is this? And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even get my mentality to that level. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I couldn't fathom myself DJing and not caring about the crowd and just having them understand that. Like, yo, I love the song and I, feel, I don't want to share this shit with you. Yeah. But I, I couldn't I even physically do that. Even yeah. if it was like a small room? I don't know, man. I mean, could that man. be down the, the part of you is that the room is kind of big. Like, I, I think it was, about it. I think about it. Like, what's the pinnacle of DJing? Like, you know, who's your idol for DJing? I got a lot of them. Yeah. I, I mean, like, like I said, like, I like to be, like, the guy, like, 
in between like i come from like a turntablist like background but i also come from a radio background and a club background so i just try to bring all those things together but so i have like my own like people that i look up to from those you know different worlds like obviously am mm-hmm. jazzy jeff craze even dudes like like five is incredible you know fashion mm-hmm. a lot of guys is that like is that a career that you would want to like emulate kind of a little bit you'd want to have that kind of career because when i look at these dudes like if i look at a diplo or i look at i don't know mark ronson or any of these guys i don't know if i want to be that yeah i just want to do dope shit yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like i just go with the flow and like i want to continue doing my thing and i feel like eventually like it's going to come together and it's going to click is that you know because because i remember when people would tell me like so obviously like i think you asked earlier like how did i come in to like be in my own like there was a radio guy and he told me like don't scratch like don't even hit your drop and then i decided one day like nah i'm just gonna do my thing the minute i started doing my thing that's when everybody was like yo who's this mm-hmm. like even people in the building were like this guy's tight like we respect him so like you you gotta be yourself you know it's like it's, it's cool to like admire people and see what they do and like yeah take note but at the end of the day like be original mm-hmm. yeah uh what do you call it how do you uh so we were talking about your kids and your family and stuff and your yeah. roots being in phoenix and how do you juggle like the whole kids and everything and like you said like it's, it's definitely the, like yeah where there's a like you just said way. you got you gotta yeah. like you're here in vegas till tomorrow and then yeah, yeah. as soon as you get back you got to pick up your daughter right yeah <laughs> i hate the idea of people like you know some people will say like oh you got kids like uh like you like it like it's awesome like it's on some like holding me back shit yeah yeah like like, i'll admit like it's not always the easiest to just pick up and go Mm -hmm. but if anything is more motivation to like if i do well my family does well you know yeah um but it's like the way i was raised like my parents always participated like my dad always like there's there's a lot of those dads like not to talk shit but i feel like it's like when i go to a grocery store with with my kid and like some old lady will be like oh daddy duty today i'm like man every day is daddy duty like th- this don't stop <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's like it's like you just had the kid for one day a week or something yeah like no i'm there every day and even when i dj and like like coming home cool like you incorporate your daughter in some yeah, of the yeah, videos yeah. like that's cool and, and it's like i do that and like now like honestly like the last one i did like she wanted to be a part of it she's like you know i want to be a part of this and that's cool but i don't ever try to use it as like a gimmick or anything like that and it's like sometimes like if i really want to get anything done and they're in the room and they're right there it's just like fuck it like we're recording you're in this that's it i think i've seen the video like playing in the background (laughs) yeah how old is she my my daughter is four and my son is 11 months nice yeah actually he'll so he'll be a year march 14th so i did scratch bastards barbecue south by southwest last year dope which was on march 15th is it as fun (laughs) as it looks Uh, yeah yeah it was dope it was like i was super happy to be there but it was kind of like kind of bittersweet because my son had just been born the day before Uh, and yeah so luckily like my wife was cool she's like I was ready to do whatever, but I was just kind of like keeping my mouth shut to kind of see what happened. And then we had the baby, and then she was like, "Give you the blessings." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, slept for a couple hours, and then went straight to the airport and 
DJed and then came that's, home. That's fucking nuts, yeah. yo. Yeah. Dude, you got yeah. a new baby at, at the house. That's dope. That's mad dope. You got to continue pushing, man. Like, like I said, like if I do well, my family does well, and it's like, is there a, a like? I feel like when you have kids, you you the way you value free time is totally different than when you're single right yeah for sure because it's like as soon as you have any type of free time you want to be productive as possible yeah i feel like a lot of single dudes like with free we have an abundance of free time yeah so a lot of motherfuckers just end up kind of just being really good at like doing nothing yeah a lot of my (laughs) homies are really good at doing nothing well did 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 having kids give you a refocus or like a like a lot of my friends that have kids they're like yo like my whole hustle changed when i had a kid it's like i'm taking care of something other than myself gave them like this different drive yeah for sure i mean like it's like whatever i do now like i want to do it with a purpose yeah you know like it has to mean something because like they're the drive you know we're doing it for them and and for me um but yeah it's like you definitely like have to utilize your free time yeah is it also the the thing where like whatever i'm doing whatever time i'm spending right now I could be spending with my kid. So this whatever the shit I'm doing right now, it's got to be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, it's like I'd rather be spending time with my family or some shit, right? Yeah, of course. Because I've noticed that shit uh, with a lot of like uh, parents who DJ and stuff. Yeah. They seem to get a lot more done. In a shorter period of time. In a shorter period of time, you know, than most of my, like, boys who, have, who are single have, like, nothing to do yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Marvel is like... He's doing like what his uh, homies depot. Yeah, he's doing yeah, right. for sure. He's shout like, out to Marvel. Doing, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Marvel. He's like taking his kid <laughs> out, dressing his kid. He's like doing all Travel, types of shit. Traveling on the traveling with the kid. That has a lot of energy, bro. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's just constantly doing some shit. He's like fixing the faders on his mixer. Like I would never do that <laughs> shit. <Yeah. laughs> it's like soldering the mixer and shit. Like he's in a different city every weekend. Not even <laughs> yeah. DJ, just fucking just chilling, just chilling, just chilling, taking pictures. Um, what do you call it? So having your family there and you're going out of town and stuff like that do you have a favorite city that you like to dj in um what are the cities that you have been to that i have been to yeah yeah uh like because because every time i go to scottsdale yeah it's a shit show well yeah it's a (laughs) (laughs) scottsdale has this weird all right so scottsdale has this weird like two three block radius right of course yeah. so then there's two and there's these two or three blocks in scottsdale and there's like literally like six clubs like yeah. four to six clubs on one block and there's just all and it's just like all of them have like open it's like all open like windows yeah. open walls yeah yeah they're they're more like bars like ultra like higher end bars than like clubs. sports bars right yeah they're like mega nightclub sports bars yeah, it's right like a, the perfect combination of both where like people literally go there they eat during the day they watch like the game like they a get bounce? fucking wasted yes mm-hmm. it's a and college town that's why is that what it is yeah but there's like it's an insane it's, it's just not like, even that it's college town like there's a lot of money in scottsdale big time yeah yeah like it, mm-hmm. Phoenix. Money. Like my whole like town is like so slept on. Like you guys are gonna see like in a couple years. Like it's yeah. Everybody. You guys have all like, like I would say Scottsdale nightlife in terms of like I seen videos is is just like it's it's on some other shit. Like we always hear about L A and Miami and stuff like that, but that scene is really something special in terms of like if you want to go there and 
there's guaranteed party like every weekend friday saturday all day sunday you know like for sure but what do i mean what do you call that where they just they just hop around to bar to club bar to bar to bar yeah but it's just like i'm not kidding you there's like three on one side of the block and there's three on the other side and then when you turn the corners there's another three and another three yeah how do they promote that shit Uh, well i mean the thing is where do people go so the thing is is like there's i think it's like three or four companies that own everything there so like (laughs) one company will own like like five venues another company will own like three and another will or like whatever but how does that i don't understand how that works because i mean isn't it kind of like that at like here like well they're more separated you know what i'm saying but i'm saying they're so fucking concentrated and close together yeah i just go on the same block it's just yeah it's it's insane it's literally like this is the block it's a square like it's just it's like downtown vegas but just no 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 it's worse than that it's because it's it's just club next to club next to club and then across the street is club 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 you turn the street it's like club 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 Mm -hmm. club club and it's like sometimes they're blasting all the same music and they all kind of look the same (laughs) you know what i'm saying but but then one of them might be more popping than the other and i'm always wondering why the fuck is this one more popping than the other one yeah do you you kind of feel me no i feel you and like and maybe like 15 minutes later the other one's popping because everyone moved no i don't know i don't know i don't know if it is i don't know if it's it's maybe cheaper drinks no i I don't know (laughs) i don't it's probably based on promoters bringing people or the teacher it's it's so small like literally like i think the last time i was here i took a golf cart from like my hotel to the club and then like you can hop on another golf cart like, yeah. where, like fuck, where the fuck are these golf carts at? people just have them <laughs> just on the street yeah. and they're scooters now too yeah like yeah. or like the little um pedicabs really the, I, I was just yeah, walking around and shit yeah, yeah the bike things yeah the bike like having san diego like the bike with you sit in the back mm-hmm. it's like yeah. yeah they have all that shit it's like yeah that so whole close. the whole bottle service shit in scottsdale doesn't it does it exist well, it's like, just yeah. a bottle service nightclub, though. No, it's that like that whole scene is just all bottle service. But it's no, super no. bougie. Like, there's a lot of because money I, there. I'm thinking like, about like, remember Suede? Was it Suede? Yeah, that was like years ago. Years that was ago. like that was like before like Scottsdale like came into like what it is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that like that that's kind of like the old school bottle service club or whatever, right? Sure. And then now it's become that that whole sports mega nightclub shit. Where it's open like twelve hours a day, kind of. Yeah, I, I just I just think it's insane. No, it's yeah. cool. To be honest, like I don't do a lot of stuff there. Like I have respect from all those guys, like all the people that book. But I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, that's not your. Yeah, I mean, it could be like uh-huh. I I could do it, but it's like, how do I say this without not Sound sounding <laughs> like a dick or too big or anything <laughs> but it's like like yo like i would rather like you be in my studio like putting like working on like a dope routine mm-hmm. and something that's going to get me booked across the country or maybe even the world than like going out and like taking shots with people it's not it's not challenging for you yeah and yeah. it's just like you and, moved on yeah from doing and, it, that. and like no disrespect because you know like that's my town and i love all those guys and mm-hmm. i it's it's like something that like obviously like I can't really speak on too much because I'm not in that circle. But you do have you know, your spots that you do, right? Like yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like I've kind of gravitated more into like the spots of like, I don't want to say that are like hipster, but just like allow me like to have a bigger selection of music mm-hmm. to play out. And there's no bottle service. There's no cover. There's no dress code. Just come as you are. And like 
let's have fun and mm-hmm. let's see what I play tonight, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, those fucking, the, the, I don't what, what do they call that place? Old Town Scottsdale. Old Town where the where all the bars are and shit, all yeah. the clubs? yeah. I mean, like motherfuckers are going ham. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Like they're going crazy. Like they're going nuts. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do like a few of those. But it is, it is draining to DJ that shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely like you're either all in like on the party side, or you have to be super disciplined not to get wrapped up in that shit. Yeah, that's, because yeah. that's the way I would put it. Because that's they just go <laughs> ham like all day. They're making you drink. Yeah, yeah and like think it, about it. In that little small area, you have what three major sports teams. Yeah. Um. You have like two or three major colleges, right? Like you have the Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State, and like the I mean, Devils. It's, yeah, like the Devils, the Suns, and the other Cardinals, the Cardinals, like yeah. all in this small concentrated area. So there's a lot of like sports money and a lot of like old money, like people. A that lot are, of like, fake titties. Yeah. <laughs> like, all in this con. It's crazy. Uh, no, it's, it, <laughs> no. Like at one point, it was called the the plastic surgery capital of the world. Really? Oh, was yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I thought you were just saying there was titties in general, but no, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so okay. so these parties start in the daytime, and it goes through throughout the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that the whole weekend. It's yeah. like the whole week too. Like right? actually, like people will be like, "Oh, like I'm in town." Like, "Oh, when you leaving Sunday?" I'm like, "Oh, you fucked up." Like Sunday is the biggest day. Like if mm-hmm. you want to really experience like the craziness of Scottsdale, like Sunday is the biggest day. The industry people come out, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just like so, all day. Yeah. I mean, these Damn. dudes were like hammered, like random people giving me drinks. We should, we should go. We should take a trip. And then motherfuckers telling me like, "Yo, come <laughs> to my crib after." Like we're we're gonna have a ton of girls. Should we're gonna do. do this. We're gonna do that. And I'm like, nah, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a charge. <laughs> you better chill. Wait, somebody invited you back to their some some rich guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking. I know you know who I'm talking yeah. about, right? I've been to his spot with, with, easy, the, with the scarf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scarf. scarf. Yeah, he's cool though. He gave my brother a saxophone. Oh, for real? Oh. No, not my brother. My bad. My homie. Okay. We went there. Um, I should. I want a saxophone. Who gave someone a saxophone? You know what cholo fit is? Cholo fit. Yeah. No, what is that? Okay, so I have this homie. His name is Frankie Quinones. <gasps> oh, I do yeah. know who cholo fit is. He's a comedian, and um, <sighs> he did so he did this. He created this character called Creeper. And oh, yeah. yoga poses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. He, he, he came up with like this whole like, like, uh, like vi- it went viral, and it's just like a joke. It's like a comedic skit where he's like this, this cholo that like does like fitness instructing. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to him. <laughs> so like, funny. so he, he got booked to host uh, one of the clubs out there, <laughs> and um, dude with the, the where's sc- he from? He's from, from he's LA, from originally right? from San Francisco, but he okay. lives in Hollywood now. Okay. Uh, and he's 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 tight. Like <laughs> he's cool. He introduced me to uh Craig Robinson. That was like the first time I met him. And Craig is like super into like house. Oh yeah? Yeah. But anyway, so dude invites us, like invites him, because like I'm nobody, invites homie <laughs> back to his mansion. He's like, You wanna go? And I'm like, I don't know, but let, fuck it let's go so we go like you get in his car and there's like his initials like in the headrest and like he takes us like up this mountain in, in scottsdale and like has the pool has the whole view and like my homie's like oh that's a nice saxophone right there he's like yeah he's like you play he's like, yeah it's like you want it you can have it <laughs> like, starts, yeah. he starts playing george michael but dude has like a i guess he has like a dj booth like in his spot and stuff and yeah he's like 
He's super cool with like cuts well and stuff like that. That's crazy. Dude, I just, that's I just get scared of going to like these like rich people's houses and shit. Yeah. Why? What? I've had that bad experience of like going to some dude's crib when I first moved out here to Vegas and being stranded at his crib. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> have never you left it behind. Have you seen that that one? Old, it was like late nineties movie. It was called The Pest. With John Leguizamo, yeah, I remember that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where the, the like the rich dude is like trying to hunt him, and he has like a whole collection of like decapitated heads in his crib. <laughs> I don't want like yo that shit. You that know was, another shit that, that was before Uber too. He was like stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I was stuck you in the middle. I, 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 I didn't have like GPS. I didn't have shit. Like I didn't even know where the fuck I was, yo. Yeah, it was like one of those. It was Damn. like two thousand six. <laughs> Could have been. I think when you first nuts. moved out here, and it's yeah. probably the summertime. And then I, f- I get more freaked out after that fucking uh, ATL episode when when a uh, homeboy went to get that to the to that old guy's oh, house. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that <laughs> episode get the piano. was trippy. Yeah, I don't know what was his go, name, man. the oh, character. Man. Oh man, that's like one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> really? why was yeah. that your favorite episode? I loved so, it, man. Oh, man. The weirdest shit. Like, well, what do you? What's it? I mean, can we give him a shout? What's his name? Yeah, his name is Matt Hill. Shout out Matt, Matt Hill. Hill. Okay, yeah. I just know the scarf. I Teddy was like, Perkins. There we go. Yeah, Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Matt is cool though. Like I don't know him, know him, but what was his name? Matt what? Matt Wilkins. Matt Hill. Matt Hill. Wilkins. Related to Wilkins. I'm putting, I'm putting the names together. You know yeah, what I'm right. <laughs> Matt Hill. He's no, he, a had the, he had the scarf. Like it was like his thing. Yeah. You remember? Remember the the pickup artist? Yeah. Remember he said you need like one thing of flair, like you need yeah, a hat yeah. to like he had get the hat. He had the hat to get like the attention of like whatever. Like the scarf, scarf that was, was a scarf. Shit. Yeah. It was, was like a his superpower. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was, like <laughs> just whirling it, like whipping people, putting it around their neck and I was like, damn, this is like <laughs> this is a thing, like with the scarf and shit. Matt Hill has his initials on the, on the I don't know what it was, scarf. but I was like, yo, who's this dude with the scarf, man? Like, cause I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, he, he's always there. He's like it's, ne- it's next level though I mean The way they party Shout and shit. to Matt yeah. It was a fun night <laughs> Yeah for sure Shout to better than yours too Out there uh, Yeah Those are the homies out there um, Let's see Yo you, you never told us about the city That you want You like DJing in Or like traveling um, to and shit He's gonna be like Phoenix Phoenix Love <laughs> Phoenix Cause I could really just do my own thing I had fun in Philly This past time Oh dope That was like the most fun I've had yeah. I've been to Atlantic City a bunch of times. Um, Have you done Vegas? Yeah. What spots? Hyde. Yeah, I played with them. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. yeah, and Bank. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bank was fun. Mm-hmm. Shit. Do you, uh, do you want to be like... Uh, I, I've spoke, spoken to Jay Espinosa about like having a Vegas residency and stuff like that. And he's just like, I don't know if that's something I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I talked about him about like like kind of your generation of DJs coming up. It's like it's almost better for you guys to almost start your own party, like your own do over. Yeah. And create your own shit in your city and have it become like like a you brand. Know, like yeah. That you could take elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, I've thought of all those things. It takes a lot of work though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having two kids is not yeah. easy, man. No, I mean it's one of those things of just probably figuring out how you want the party to be what yeah, kind of music sure. it's gonna be yeah, definitely like if i were to do something like that it it'd have to be original i have some ideas but call it the daycare yeah. with crispy yeah because you got you have a good group of djs in phoenix yeah and especially like with you and your brother i mean by the way your brother he's probably like i was talking to him uh when i was djing the the other night the last time i was there and i think you left 
and then afterwards me diesel and uh yeah matter of fact we were just like talking and yeah and sorry we talking i left about, that, no, that no, booth all gets good. like crazy yeah like, it was getting crazy i didn't want to like bother you i was just like yeah. nah, nah, you nah, were nah. killing it like nah, nah. this full place selena and like <laughs> he talks <laughs> spanish bro really he's honorary like mexican on the low no nah. but nah, it was tight because you know like 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 a lot of djs that they put book there like in the in the more recent years like it's gotten a lot better but a lot of those guys don't really like get up there and dj like it's just the same shit that i that i hear all the time like i want to hear somebody like get up there and play a little bit of everything and like mm-hmm. you did that and that was really cool like, uh, i appreciate it for real like i was like had a good time like I enjoyed it. <laughs> really. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> you look like he wanted to kill himself, but I guess. Nah. <laughs> you know how DJs are when we're like hanging out. We have like no emotion. I know. Yeah, I know. He's like, I'm like that all the time. So yeah. he's like, I'd rather be at home with my yeah. kids, <laughs> watching PJ. I, I do two. I do two gigs on Sundays. Sundays, like I do two four-hour gigs. Oh man! Um, so by the time I get out, I'm just like. Oh yeah, yeah, you're just wrecked, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, man. Um, what do you call it? Let's move on to. I wanted to ask you. Oh yeah, I asked you about starting your own part. Oh, matter of, your your brother, matter of fact. Yeah. Um, he. I was talking with him right mm-hmm. uh, after the club, and he was just saying like how your your styles are totally different than his. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Like, can you explain that? Oh, he was right. kind of saying that. You're super, like, you know, you're super technical and open. And, I, you know, I was a little fucked up, so I don't remember everything he said. But <laughs> I think he said he was more focused on, like, I don't know. Like, He's very focused on programming. Yeah. And, like, everything needs to sound seamless. And I like that. Mm-hmm. That's just not my style. But he is incredible. Like, I would like to see him, like, do more. You know, like, not saying that he's not doing enough, but he's that good to where he can yeah. be doing some of the stuff that I do, you know. I'm just more of like I think I'm more like spontaneous when I DJ and and experimental. But I also like I don't want people to get it twisted like I have that radio and that club background like I know the hits. Yeah. Probably more so than like some people claim to be, you know, cuz there's like this detachment from people that like that aren't in radio so they don't really know like if it's if it's a hit and then there's also this detachment from people that are on the radio they don't really know like the album cuts that hit and i'm just like a fan of music and right yeah yeah but he's super dope is there like a little like you know competition between you and your brother did you did you teach him any shit or did he no no i would say like he that he did like dmc and shit like when he was i want to say like 14 and i think he got like like third place or something like wow. that like he like had his battle shit like on like better than me like i don't know <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> i just i so he's on the come up though yeah because he's, sure. he's he sounds super hungry when i was talking with him you know what i mean yeah like he's ready like he, he's how old like, is he so i am 31 he i think he just turned 30 or so when he did the dmc he did it on vinyl there was no yeah Survivor. yeah like it's impressive beat juggling you're kind like, of like the uh what do you call it crispy is kind of like the last stage of dudes who actually touched vinyl. touched vinyl yeah i remember like i was doing radio like and everybody else had moved on to serato but i couldn't afford it yet yeah and then once i got on like it was cool but 
like this the, the radio studio was at the fourth floor so i was like lugging those things up like one day like the elevator was broken and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't even have like fan i didn't have like fancy like road cases i had crates oh shit yeah no crates <laughs> did you feel like you just outgrew radio and um is that no why you're no longer yeah yeah i was on every day from five to seven um the station that fashion used to be on is called power mm-hmm. um so i would do like a two-hour mix and it was cool like they really gave me the freedom to like do what i wanted but at the end of the day like it was still like i was doing two hours so i was repeating records like i had to mm-hmm. that, that, that that's just, yeah. that's just what it was i was like kind of one of the reasons too why like I try to be so creative is because I don't like if I'm gonna play the same record twice like I want to play it a different way the second time but um yeah I just got tired of it and it was just like let me try to challenge myself and not use radio as like a, a it's like a crutch you know like it's I was comfortable there you mm-hmm. know so I kind of wanted yeah. to break away and just do my own thing but I still do radio now Actually, with D Miles, we do uh, Pitbull Station. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a really cool station because they have like some of the best DJs uh, across the country, and they just really like they let you get open. You know, like mm, it's sure. just they don't really they tell you like yo know, they give you a list, but it's basically like you fill in the blanks and just make it like a party oh, club cool. set. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you have any aspirations for production or not really? I mean, I make edits, and that's not really, like, production, but I'm cool. Like, I have a few producer friends. Like, I'm cool with Scoop DeVille, mm-hmm. um, and we talked, and he, he wants me to, like, work on some shit. With He's out here, and right? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and just Because you have such a strong social media following. Yeah. And, and uh, obviously, everyone always looks out for your videos and your routines. Yeah. So, I think it would be only natural to take advantage of that following yeah, and yeah. Pump out the, i just like right? i'm one of those people like if i do something like i want to do it right and yeah, I yeah definitely be, like great at it like and like i hear like some of my homies that do produce and like i'm just like oh, that's crazy like how do you do that <laughs> but like jared jackson he's like a part of the selection camp like, right he was telling me the other day like Yo, i'll show you some shit like i'll help you yeah but just and, like, just hearing like you know when i heard you do the funky president routine yeah it sounded like Yo, like the way you're manipulating some of the drums, yeah, and some of the you know obviously the the his the instruments and everything and putting it all together. I yeah. was like, yo, this this he should do production. Yeah, it, it would it's, only come natural. It's I like think, you know, I make I make edits again, and like I think like DJing out, like I have a knack, like I know what works, and but I just like that's just a step that I haven't. Yeah, taken. yeah, yeah. I actually helped. Uh, it's not like producing beats, but I helped produce a portion of well, uh, Pitbull's live show. Oh, so that dope. was like a pretty cool moment. Um, just because like I'm not like a producer, you know, but mm-hmm. they, his camp, like they took notice of like my creativity with DJing. So they're like, we want like that creativity to be translated to Pitt's like new set. And the way he wanted to approach his like new live set was like how a uh, DJ plays, like an open format DJ plays. Yeah, because you know the energy. Yeah, yeah, like, like, you know, playing like everything, you know, like, what would I say? Like, like how would you tie like ACDC, like the the strings of, or, or like the guitar riff of that, like into like one of his songs or whatever. I forget which song or whatever, but it was just kind of cool to like 
be appreciated for like the creative stuff that I do on the turntables mm-hmm. without actually like being like a producer, you know? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think it's just a natural stepping stone for you. Really. Like once you get your hands in it, I think you'll you'll probably turn out some uh, some ill ass shit and then incorporate it to the whole thing. Some polka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, polka trap. Is there anything else we want to touch on? Um, we covered a lot. Yeah. I think, uh, is there anything you you want to you want to touch on? Pause. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Scoop the Vils out here, right? Nah, he's in L.A. Oh, he's in L.A.? I know he comes out here every now and then. Yeah. yeah. He's actually uh, Kid Frost's son. So if yeah, you know, right. like, oh. hip-hop history, Kid Damn, Frost yeah. is, like, the Dude first. Dude for like, Yeah, like, Easy e signed him <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Damn, I remember. Dude for Lovatsa. <laughs> that was the shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was his other big one? Ain't no sunshine. I just love Lavazza. <laughs> <laughs> but then he sampled uh, "Ain't no sunshine." Nah, I'm not, uh, I, don't know. I don't even know. That's Kid crazy, Frost, man. <laughs> Kid Fro- we already talked about it's Mexican like LA legend and shit. Right? Yeah, we already talked about Mexican. Yeah. Do you ever experience any type of racism in Arizona? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for sure. Like, do people like expect you to play a certain way because you're Latin? Yeah, or people would like start talking to me in Spanish like right off the top, and it's just like mm-hmm. I was born and raised here. <laughs> but um, you don't know Spanish? Nah, I know all the cuss words. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, yeah. but nah, it's cool. I mean, it's just like it goes on, especially like in the club world. Like we all know it. Like, but I try not to let it affect me that much. What happened? What what kind of racism is there in the club world? This <sighs> is like we don't want like the politics. Or is it, it gets deep. <laughs> It's like, you know, don't play too much of this or that. Or He's like, going to bring La Raza. We're not going to sell this kind of liquor because these type of people buy this liquor. Or uh, like, okay. shit like that, you know, it's just like, yeah. it's yeah. like subtle, but it's like you get the point. Right, right, right. So I just don't really associate myself with that shit. I just, I don't, I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anything you, you want to touch on now? Or like focus on yeah, yeah. that we can get into? You know uh, what I mean? I'm talking about being a dad. I don't know. We yeah. just talk. I have a niece. I can relate. <laughs> she wakes me up. She's in gymnastic class right now. I don't know. <laughs> what you want to talk about? Routines. Routines. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Shouts to oh, your homeboy. Wait. Yeah. So, wait, wait. I, there's DJs out there jocking uh, your routines, stealing your shit. Oh yeah. Who motherfuckers? The fuck? There is a. Big name DJ that <gasps> steals my shit, but we can bleep out the really. name. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to know. This is like getting nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bleep out the name. Give us a reaction. Tell him why you mad, son. Yeah. Nah, you don't even have to say the name. Nah, you know what I don't like about this? Like, like kids these days, they think it's okay to bite. Like, it's like like somebody will tag me in their video and they'll be like. But it's like not biting ins- to them. Inspired yeah. by Chris Villa or like shout out yeah. Chris Villa. It's like, but no, it's a whole minute like, routine of How about you say like, you just stole my shit. I just stole Chris Villa's shit. Like, Shots, motherfucker. Well, how do you, how do you think the youth see it as? Is it almost like they're or seeing like a, like a, like they're seeing Beyonce perform something or like do a dance routine with her dances and then they try to emulate it? Yeah. So I, it's like the I imitation could see it that way. Flattery do you know thing. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I, I just. I don't know. It's like maybe it's just like the generation that I came from. Do where it's like you had to really try. Like when I got on the radio, like I didn't want to sound like anybody. Like there were scratches that like 
that I brought to the table because I didn't hear anybody else doing those scratches on the radio. Like you had to sound different. And, um, just like when I see that thing, like part of me is like, it's cool. Like at least like these, these people are like making an attempt to like do something more with DJ and then just like buying the gear and like hit and sync or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're, they're, they want to do more, but part of me is just like, it'll just like, be real with it like well i kind of wanted because it's like it's like they say like they kind of like they leave out like they'll shout me out or whatever but they just don't say like just say like oh i saw chris via do this like this is my attempt at this instead of like shout out to chris via like i'm playing such and such this week come see me and then they just do my routine maybe it's that's their way of saying like no, it's like a compliment. It's a little right? bit of a so like marketing like, manipulation because yeah. they're they're getting the shine off of his concept and his hard work, sure, right, yeah. and they're thinking tagging him is making it acceptable. Yeah, when in actuality, what the the caption should should say is, "Damn, I saw this dope routine by Chris Villa, and I and you know I had to I had to redo it." Mm-hmm. You know, attempt that shout right. to him yeah. and then and then check me out tonight or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, for you sure, know what yeah. I mean. And like I said, like I think it's cool that like. They're trying to do more with it, but it's just also like, like just be real because eventually, like you're gonna get checked. Like I'm nice yeah. enough to just be like, whatever. I'm just gonna keep creating. Yeah, it's not okay because he, yeah, even us. Like if we saw someone do something we do in the club, and we go to another club and saw them do it, it's like, oh, they're yeah, that's yeah. cool. But they but did it, what we did. But, but the but the thing is, is a, there's a fine line between them doing something harmful and them them. You know what I mean, and them thinking they're doing something, yeah. You know that that's like showing love to you. You know what I mean, yeah. But it's just that fine line of like, like yeah. they shouted me out, but they're not really explaining anything at the yeah, same time. You know, yeah. Does uh, I, like it doesn't really bother me that they're doing that to me. Like what bothers me is like the fact that these like people think it's acceptable nowadays to like be lazy and not be original like just be original yeah. or give credit where it's due <laughs> like, but they're saying they, they're stealing the whole minute routine or is it like a part of it or what is it it's like the whole minute routine oh yeah. wow These so they recreate the videos that you've done yeah the same thing the same music yeah. down to the I scratches. mean it's not it's not like the same like they can't they're not doing the same cuts as me well, but I mean, with the same same song the same, same concept cuts. the same songs like it, it's my routine Damn, motherfuckers! <laughs> Stealing from my Mexican But it's one of—it's one of the things that the bigger you get on social media, yeah, for sure. Have to deal with that yeah, shit, right? Like you just—if anything, like you can't get stagnant. Like you just got to keep creating. Yeah. But again, like it's like not okay to do that. You know. So like, fuck shit. Do you do you ever think that some of the things that you do is kind of like? I just sometimes think when when we give too much to social media, it becomes disposable. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And I just think, do you ever think to hold back some of these routines, save them, and actually make something like an official, like maybe a more high-res video that goes on YouTube? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like push it maybe in a more, you know, like in a more refined way. And yeah, it just gets tricky with YouTube. Like, but I, but I, like what what uh, what's his name? Uh, what Craze did with Serato, right? Yeah. I feel like you can put together you know, a good three, five-minute routine and get the right sponsorship and, like, get it kind of more official because it's like you're just giving it away sometimes. You know what I mean? I think it's – and you're just kind of feeding 
these concepts to these kids and everyone's just like learning from you and it just becomes and obviously i know you're getting gigs from it but i think as you elevate your brand i think there has to be like it can't be just given it can't be that accessible do you know what i mean yeah i get what you're saying but i don't worry about that stuff like i worry about it though <laughs> i'm getting like conflict <laughs> now you know what i mean People yeah DJ, you know like, what i mean i just think it, it can be packaged yeah I, for sure i love marketing. i'm not i'm not there yet like to be honest i think like, you are there I i'm, think so, I'm right? still i'm still trying to figure it out you know i think like, you are there well like do you have a manager no i do all my own stuff yeah, yeah. i think you're at, uh, i think you look i think the, this red bull thing is going to be great mm-hmm. i mean obviously whoever's listening you know, Chris Villa does not have a manager. <laughs> hint, hint. I think I think he's in a stage where he, he I think you're in a stage manager. where like you would he's, that would be a good thing from, for you like to really get some some other opportunities on the table that maybe you know you can't get. Yeah, for sure. You know, what I'm saying? I just want it to be like um, a good fit. You know, like I don't, I don't want to get it lost in the shuffle of like some of these things where it's like there's like I know you too many yeah, people, yeah. and then you get overshadowed by like reality trust stars me, brother. And trust stuff, me and brother we know, we know, we know what you're talking about uh, like <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like like what i do is like, like I, I, i'm not just gonna settle yeah you know, yeah like mm-hmm. but uh, i'm just kind of waiting no no i think i think what not you're waiting saying, but i'm just like i like when, a, when the right when thing you feel like yeah. it's the right yeah, time yeah, yeah, to for do sure. it. Yeah. yeah but i i would think i think like I would take i take a step back maybe speak with certain dudes maybe some video dudes in az or something and then think about repackaging some of your routines and in creating, doing like a thriller. You know, like creating like a. Well, you know what I mean? Like a six minute short of, of just like the story of these routines, showing the backstory and doing like whatever and then building up to the actual routine. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Like how you come up with the routine. Yeah. Like be because I think like we, he's built this name up, you know? And I think. He's at a level where I think he can just take it to, and I think there's people that would invest their time and, and their talents, like in video, to like really document it in a, like a dope way, yo. Yeah. So I'm not, telling, I'm not telling you what to do. With I have your life. a documentary that's like being edited right now. For real? Yeah. That's fucking. Was it called? Amazing, bro. Can't talk about it. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Check out in the next six months. <laughs> it's gonna be like on the streaming platforms and stuff like that oh, that's fucking nasty yeah it's crazy so you, you can't talk about what it is or anything about like what is it around i mean it's about me okay but. hey listen <laughs> yeah there's another show i like on. how he just he just sprinkled, he sprinkled that shit, that in, shit right? like, mm. just like some, just sprinkled like some <laughs> splendor yeah <laughs> right that's a that's a big deal how did that come into play just the right people and you know like i was like kind of apprehensive about it at first but i mm-hmm. felt like you know um how do i say this i kind of have an idea who's doing it, who's behind it without without like getting too choked up like you know my mom passed away from cancer mm. and it's like when when i knew my mom like i knew her like as my mom and like there was so much more that i wanted to know about her yeah mm-hmm. and uh so this was like out of my comfort zone i'm like you know what like god forbid something were to happen but at least like my kids like can look at this and like you know like get to know me like in a new light right or whatever Damn. you know so yeah and this it's your story you know what i mean and then yeah rest, rest in peace to your mom man. thanks yeah. bro yeah but yeah like i i don't really like uh just like talking <laughs> like <laughs> I, I mean like it's just like awkward you know yeah, to yeah. be like talking about 
like this is cool you know what i'm saying like right, this right. is dj yeah. shit, shit but they like dive into like other stuff and it's just like yeah yeah you know that's crazy so that's in the works and that should be coming out this year um it's in editing now so, so probably this year, this year right? yeah, yeah yeah we'll yeah. see wow that'll um, be great that'll be man, dope, man. Yeah. that'll be fucking awesome yeah. yeah we're looking forward to that shit. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, if you want to come waiting. back and talk about it, that'd be dope too. Yeah, because I have a. Is it like a mo- like a series or one lo- just large documentary? It's just one large documentary. Okay, cool. I thought it was like four four part documentary or some shit. That'd be dope. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great for that to lead up to the Red Bull thing. Yeah, yeah, that'll be. We'll great. be cheering you on, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like it's not up to me whether or not I get in. But we will. Put I do want to do it again. So we're gonna be rooting for you, man. Yeah. Look, I'll put C on my chest. We we'll put H on his chest. All over there. We just spill our Chris on our chest. Yo, that reminds me of something. Uh, Bonix. You guys know DJ Bonix? No. Probably, but I got to see a he's, picture. He's Wiz's DJ. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there was... Uh, Chess and Cyber Kid. <laughs> there was one year that I didn't get in, and um, the they actually had... It was 2015. They actually had the National in Phoenix, and I didn't get in, and Bonix was like, oh, this is fucked up like i don't like this is crazy you know like he's like bro i'm gonna wear a shirt with your face on it <laughs> and i was just like yeah man whatever huh you know like cool he gets into town he's like yo you got that shirt and i was like no he's like can you get it and i was like <laughs> i mean i'm sure i can so i get him the shirt and then he like competes and with your face on yeah, it yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> shout out to that dude <laughs> So we'll go, but we'll cheer you on. By the way, I wanted to ask, why do you love La Bamba so much? I don't know. I just feel like, like I'm like every third pose is. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm like the Richie Valens of the DJ world. Okay. Nah. I'm Let's just, just hope you don't go no, out like that. No, <laughs> no, for sure. The one, no, it's the a, one it's you just, drove over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, for sure. For so for so long, I didn't fly because of that movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. The first flight that I actually got on was to Vegas for a wrestling tournament in high school. Wow. But um, no, nah, I just like growing up. Like, there's, there's so much of that movie that is like, it's inspiring. First of all, being like a Mexican American uh, kid, no doubt, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. him becoming like a superstar and you know making waves in the music industry. He's like seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he died like with legends, you know. Um, so there's that, of course, and like me as a DJ, like wanting to to do great things with DJing, and then there's also like. There's just characters in that movie and like family members that is like if you grew up like in a Mexi- Mexican American family like you have the bobs you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. so it's just so like funny to watch and to be able to relate and you know like that's it and so many so many quotables like I don't know yeah it's funny actually my son is named after the actor that played Bob who Isai Morales yeah. I name my son uh, Isai or Isai, Isai. like if you want to, but we call him Isai. So that's wow. dope, man. That's dope, man. Why that. are you always wearing La Bamba tees and shit? No, yeah. he's always posting about La Bamba. He like puts his face <laughs> on La Bamba characters. <laughs> you never checked on his Instagram? I'm not, yeah, I've never seen that shit yeah. before. It's a movie. It's like a no. I've seen La Bamba. I just haven't seen. No, his Instagram stand over yeah. there, uh, La Bamba like that. Yeah, yeah. look, he's a great movie. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the T-shirt, bro. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know like. That you were standing over that movie. That's a dope movie, though. Yeah, for sure. It's just a thing that, like, people nowadays, like, it's funny, like, they'll DM me, like, La Bama memes or whatever. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's become my my thing, so. Fuck Have it. you ever stand on the bridge with, like, your sleeves cut off and just scream, Bridgie! Nah. 
<laughs> nah, not at all. Do you um do you ever get like weird weird uh like weird questions or requests or inquiries like via DMs on on Instagram? Yeah, like, sometimes. Just people on the internet are weird in general. Nah, I mean, it's cool that like people reach out and they like want to like they ask me like DJ tips and Do stuff. Do you like actually that. answer some of the DMs like Yeah, that? yeah. I try to answer all of them. It just sometimes it just gets crazy, you know, like, Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, but especially like if you want to get like in depth or what or whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. just I don't want to give nobody like the half ass answer. <laughs> but that video that I shot though was a DJ tutorial for uh it's called Superhero DJs and they basically like this isn't a plug. I'm just explaining. Uh, you can uh, plug, plug shit. All you want. Oh, go ahead. So it, they they gathered like you know Red Bull three style champions or DMC champions or whatever, and and they basically like you get these DJs to submit your routines, and then you, then you break them down for the subscriber, and then they're able to recreate the routines. And at first, I was like, kind of like, oh, that's like kind of weird, you know. But it's like. I, I'm always gonna keep creating, you right, know. Right. And like, there's like this unspoken code, or like like the G code, like of DJ, and like you don't just like like if you learn that shit, like that's cool. Like I want you to be able to like get your your technical your technical skill up to be able to do that. But like, yeah. don't go in the club or don't go like do a sh- battle and like do that routine because that's just like breaking the code, you know. So I'm hoping that you know like people just understand that right right about yeah. the culture you know i don't know i mean i feel like the line the line gets more blurry as we go on and for sure but like i know. said like i just want to keep creating keep keep and you know reinventing yeah yeah it's just can't get stagnant for sure man yeah anything else we want to touch on as we were uh preparing for this episode i had to gather information of you i hit up a uh, good old friend mickey war oh shit and I was like, yo, it's the funniest story you have with Chris Villa. <laughs> and he brought up this story about San Diego. Oh. Are you ahead? Yo, he was going to let me die. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was, I guess they were rooming in a in a hotel room, and the fire alarm goes on, and this motherfucker wouldn't wake up. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah. they were in a room, in a hotel room, the fire alarm goes on yeah. throughout the whole hotel. And he wouldn't wake up. So Mickey was trying to wake him up? Yeah, he didn't. He, he thought about, like, should I wake him up <laughs> or leave? And he just left? He just left. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, you're a heavy sleeper. You can't leave. That shit is loud. So you, hotel. what happened? You just woke up? <laughs> or you I didn't guess. wake up at all? You never woke no, up? No, like, I had an early flight to catch, and the alarm went off, like, I would say, like, three or four or something like that. And I was already passed out. So it was like a, just the alarm got tripped. So you whatever. never woke up? Nah. <laughs> yeah, I could have been and Mickey bounced yeah. whoa yeah, man. I was like damn he sleeps heavy that's man. fucked up man. it is fucked up if you think about it yeah it's like he left you to die yeah. trust to Mickey he couldn't have threw me on his shoulder or some shit that's kind of crazy what if <laughs> <laughs> you would have been the real Rich, Richie Rollins oh god <laughs> been like oh first God, 48 wood, yeah. <laughs> forensic files <laughs> Chris uh, <Villa. laughs> anything else we want to touch on uh i'm, I'm good we're good yeah. hey yo uh what do you call it chris we're looking forward to the Netflix doc we're gonna look forward to you uh like tackling and going after the red bull championship next year you are we're, yeah, we're gonna we're root for that for shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Chris, and then yo, yeah. we really appreciate you coming out and uh, 
hanging out with us and yeah, shit. Like thank that, you, man. man. Yeah, thank really you. looking so forward to more from you and shit. Mm-hmm. This is like cool. I, I like. I listen to the podcast a lot, so I think what you guys are doing is great. And thank you, man. Like it was worth it just yeah. to come up here. No, good looking, yeah, man. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Chris Via, y'all. Yeah. All right, y'all. This was presented by DJ City, DJCity.com. Go and check them. Make sure you use our, our promo code. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs>